This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. The Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast is brought to you in part from support of my listeners. I'm so grateful to all of you that find so much value from the show that you're willing to make a small monthly contribution to its production. If you are interested in being a supporter of the Joyful Courage podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash joyfulcourage. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Joyful Courage and pick from a few different levels of support. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Ask Casey, Episode 5, Potty Training. Hey friends, welcome to my fifth Ask Casey episode where I take a request from the Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group and answer the request to the best of my ability here on the podcast. Full disclosure, this Ask Casey episode was sent in by a mom who's actually solved her problem around potty training, but I think that there is so much value in hearing what her challenge was, and I'm guessing that if you are a parent of a toddler, you are going to hear your story in her story. So let's let's take a look at what this mama was challenged by. Okay, so potty training. I have been trying for over a year. I know majority say just back off and give her time. When she's ready, she will do it. This is a little girl who was um, over three and a half. Back off and give her time when she's ready. She will do it. We've tried everything, both kinds of potties, fancy underpants, watching mommy, bribes naked, me walking, me waking her in the morning and instantly putting on it with a drink and just leaving naked. I realize there have been challenges, changes in her life that may influence it, but have had the best success with trying to sit her on the potty every 15 to 20 minutes. Was doing pretty darn good 
Then her daycare slash preschool changed the room she was in from toddler to preschooler. Ever since then, she has not really gone. I realize if I push her, it does not work. So I leave it alone for a bit and then start trying different things again. Now it has come to the point where she refuses to even sit on the potty. In most the most recent occasions when she is doing number two, we will call it, she goes in the corner or hides, basically wants privacy. So the other day she went to the other side of our island and told me not to look. So I knew what was going on. I got all excited and said, let's go do it on the potty. Come on, you can do it, etc. She said, no, I don't want to. So I said, you want to stand there and do that in your pants rather than go on the potty? Does that make sense? She replied, yes, that makes sense. Recently, she started saying there was a monster in there. She has never had that issue before, and she has the Elmo potty, so she's not on the big toilet. Then Grandma told her she was taking her for prince. She was taking her for princess pedicure, and Daddy said she could pick out three surprises once she goes on the potty. She also uses IPed as a reason for me to go in at bedtime, and I know she can do it all because she has held it through the night too. And for a while, we were having her wear zip-up pajamas backwards because as soon as she did pee, she would take off her diaper and then pee on the carpet. This has been the biggest issue, that peeing on the carpet piece. And one time she did, and I talked to the pediatrician and he said that type of thing. She knows what she's doing and that behavior deserves a timeout, but I'm not doing timeouts anymore because they do not work with my daughter and I've chosen instead time-ins. I don't know if it's impacting her, but I had someone suggest a professional evaluation because of this mixed, because of this mixed with her behaviors lately. And when I spoke with the director, they feel at the preschool, they feel she does need or all of us as a family need assistance. I know I'm going past the potty training, but now I'm not sure if the potty training problem is because of other issues. I never punish for for not doing it on the potty. I'm always encouraging. I know daddy might give her a hard time about it sometimes. He feels She's going to be in diapers forever. But I always am very, very encouraging. And now on top of all of this, we have another on the way. So I'm afraid she will suddenly be trained and then regress. She is very sensitive also. Sorry, this is so much. My thumb is hurting now. I wanted you to have a good idea. Great big smiley face with teeth. So the first thing that I would say to this mom is, oh, mama, I am feeling you. I'm feeling... Your discouragement, I'm feeling your desperation, I'm feeling your fear, I'm feeling all of it for you. Just in reading that out loud, and I'm sure you listeners, as you listen to that, can feel that sense. And maybe you've had that experience of just, oh my gosh, is this ever going to evolve? So one thing I want to say, like I said before I read that, was yes, this has evolved. And this little girl has had success for the last couple weeks. So we're feeling good for her. But I'm so glad about this. And and this potty training question has come up also in the Intentional Parent Project, the 10-week class that I'm leading with parents right now. It is something that we all struggle with. And pottying, along with eating and sleeping, is something that, you know, those three acts are the three things that parents tend to get in the biggest power struggles with with our kids because guess what? We can't make them do anything. We can't make them do that. We can't make them eat. We can't make them sleep. And we can't make them use the potty. So that's annoying, (laughs) right? Because we want to make them do it. We want to make them do it. So if you are finding yourself 
in this situation where you feel like all the tricks, all the strategies, all of everything that you've tried just isn't working, my first bit of advice for you is back off. Take a break. Take a breather. All right? I'm giving you permission to just back the heck off because my guess is that if you are trying that hard, then you are also engaged in the long game of power struggle. And guess who's going to win every time? Your child. It's just, it's true. They are in control of their body. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. in control of their body and they get to decide what to do with it. And isn't that so great? Isn't that something that we want our kids to appreciate and acknowledge about themselves? This is my body. I'm in charge of my body, right? They are in charge of their body. So let's talk about potty training. Let's go kind of to the beginning. So when are kids actually ready for potty training? So when I look through the positive discipline materials, Um, What I find is that what is being stated is before 18 months, kids are not ready to be potty trained. Now, I don't know if any of you out there have worked with the Elimination Communication Diaper-Free Program, but I feel like I cannot do a potty training podcast without just mentioning 
what I learned in my experience. My second child was a boy. And when he was born, I read all about this whole diaper three diaper free thing. And basically, anthropologically, what they say is babies are born knowing that they have to use the bathroom. We train them to lose that sensation by putting diapers on them. I don't know if that's true or not, but I went I went with it. It worked for me. And so I with Ian, I was I paid really really precise attention to what he was showing me with his body. I looked at his patterns. I would take him in the bathroom. I would hold him over the sink. I know gross, but that's what I did and let him pee. And we had days where he would he would only need one diaper the whole day because I would catch him. And granted, you know, thinking back, I was the one that was trained. I was the one that was trained. But I got to tell ya, he was finished with diapers at 18 months. Now, he did wear a pull-up during the night because there were nights where he slept so hard that he couldn't feel, you know, needing to use the bathroom so we kept him in pull-ups, no big deal. I was pretty loose about it. I wasn't as hardcore as some people. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I think that starting off that way, and I was willing to do it. Not everybody has the time or the gumption to do that, okay? I was willing to do it, and it worked for us. So there's that. Now, let's talk about readiness for a you know, a toddler, a preschooler who's actually been put in diapers and has gone the traditional route. So It's important to remember that before 18 months, it's really hard. If they can't articulate with language that they want to start using the potty, then, you know, don't bother. Don't bother. Um, And kids give a lot of physical cues about being ready, Um, you know, as they have longer and longer periods of time in a dry diaper. So that's one indication. If they're able to wake up from a nap, and be dry, that's another indication. Because sometimes they'll wake up, like the the sleep, you know, the, the peeing just happens. But when they can wake up and kind of hold it, or it seems like they're holding it, that's a good indication that they're ready. But also keep in mind that every kid's different, right? Kids with regular bowel movements experience um, success when the adults, the caregivers, can tune in to their patterns. Right? So when they have regular patterns, that's another that's another time to think, hey, maybe now is the time. Now, um, like I said, the power struggle thing is really our biggest enemy when it comes to potty training. All right? And so always, always, always staying encouraging, staying lighthearted, and staying unattached. Those are the things that are going to be really helpful to your kids. Your kids are going to want to potty train. If you didn't do anything, they would eventually potty train themselves. Because they, they want to be like you. They want to be like, you know, older siblings. They want to be like the kids they know who don't wear diapers anymore. So just know that even with doing nothing, they will potty train. They're not going to be in their diapers forever. All right? Um, and so, like I said, the biggest mischief that shows up with potty training has everything to do with control and power. All right, so being really open and excited and encouraging, that's going to be really key. There is no need to be giving stickers or M&Ms or anything like that to your kids for using the potty. Simply 
the acknowledgement that they are capable is enough of a reward. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I did that and it was helpful to my kid. Okay, great, great. It's not going to be helpful to every kid. And there are those kids that are going to say, you know what? I don't really need a sticker. I'm good. I'm going to stay in my diaper because guess what? You're not the boss of me, right? They might not be saying that out loud, but that is the developing belief, right? You're not the boss of me. I'm going to decide. And the more you push me, the more I'm going to poop in my diaper, okay? You know what I'm talking about, right? So lighting, lightening up and making it fun is super important. In one of the positive discipline books, Jane Nelson talks about how one mom emptied the little um, pretend potty and put a target in the bottom. And what a fun place for little boys to aim, right? And yeah, anything that helps them aim is a good thing, right? And then, you know, as you're in the process of potty training, just being really okay with mistakes, right? They might go for a few days and do really well and then have an accident. No big deal. Let's clean up. Which brings me to my second point about the cleanup. So sometimes we kind of miss the window with our kids or we get into these crazy power struggles where they've decided this is important to you. I feel disconnected. I don't feel that important. I feel like potty training is more important to you than I am. So guess what? I'm not going to do it. And that's a hurt child hurting back. That's what that's developed. That's that's the belief that's being developed there is I don't feel connected, so I'm going to hurt as I feel hurt. Now, if that's where you're at, really important, again, to back off. And when our kids are over the age of three and really in the muck of the, of the potty training and really resistant, no problem. Keep them in their diaper. And guess what you get to train them to do? You get to train them and how to clean up for them, how to clean themselves up. So having a little station in the bathroom with fresh diapers, with wipes, with a trash can for the diaper to go in, training them on how to, you know, fold up the diaper so it's a little package and it goes in the garbage. Yeah, they get to be in charge of them, right? They get to be in charge of themselves, which means if diapers are what they want, okay, no problem. And I'm not going to clean up dirty diapers anymore. I'm not going to clean up dirty diapers anymore. But you know what? I'm going to teach you how to do it. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. So let's go have a lesson in the bathroom. Teach them how to wipe. Teach them, like I said, how to fold up the the diaper, how to put a new one on. Maybe a pull-up at this point is easier, right? Teach them how to clean themselves up. And if this is the route that you need to take, you know, for a couple days, you got to kind of let the cleanliness thing go, right? Now, of course, we don't want our kids to get any infections or have it be super nasty, right? So paying a, you know, kind of lingering around and paying attention is fine. Yeah, this isn't about like our kids being hurt. It is about saying, I'm ready to be done with diapers. You're a big kid. I'm so excited because you can clean up yourself now. And another thing that I was reading in one of the positive discipline books. So, you know, we have, there's positive discipline for preschoolers talks about potty training. There's positive discipline for the first three years, talks about potty training. And there's positive discipline A to Z, guess what? Talks about potty training. So there's lots of resources to support you with this. And every single one of those resources talk about stepping away from the power struggles and looking for every single opportunity that's possible to help your children feel capable of taking care of themselves. So That being said, sometimes um, kids become, you know, the the toilet is big, right? The toilet is big. Some kids are afraid to fall in. They're afraid of the loud flushing noises. It's all good. It's all good. You get to explore that with them. Show them how they won't fall into the potty. You know, get a little potty seat that's, you know, the perfect size for their little butts. Or having a small potty in the bathroom is key too. My daughter, I remember the first time she pooped. Oh my gosh, she's going to be so glad I'm telling this on my podcast. The first time she pooped, we had a little Sesame Street plastic chair thing, right? Cushion. And she sat on the potty and she had her first poop and I was hanging out and it took a long time. She sat there for a long time. And when it was time to get up, she stood up on her little stool and the plastic seat stuck to her butt. And that freaked her out. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, the potty's scary. And so what we did is we reframed that belief. She said, the potty's scary. I said, potty isn't scary. Potty's just a little weird. It's a little weird that it stuck to your butt. You sat there for a long time. Isn't that so weird? So we changed the language from scary to weird. That worked for her. That worked for us. And she moved it along. 
We also traveled with a little travel potty in my car. So it had like a um, a lid that clamped down. So if she did pee, well, peeing is easy to dump. Yeah. Anyway, we had a potty in the chair. When my son was little, we had the potty in the living room and the potty in the bathroom. So, you know, just remember there is that window of time where there's potties everywhere, right? You want to make it as easy as possible for your kids to just say, hey, yeah, I'm going to go potty. And back to the cleaning up after yourself, what you'll find when you offer up that responsibility to your kids, that it takes a lot of work to clean up after themselves. And it's a lot quicker to use the potty. And they'll come up with that on their own. It's so exciting. So when you're thinking about potty training, just take an honest look at what's happening, right? If you are struggling with potty training, take a good, honest look at what you are bringing to the challenge. What are you, what kind of pressure are you putting on your kids? You know, um, what, what is your part in the challenge? And back off. Back off for a little while. If your kids are an older three or even four and you're really in the challenge with them, it's a great time to say, hey, you know what? I'm noticing we're having a really hard time with potty training and it's time to come up with a plan and I need your help, right? I talk about this a lot. I need your help. So have them be on the plan. Have them help create a plan that is, you know, long-term results driven. Like you're going to use the potty. It's going to be great. I don't know any grown-ups that don't use the potty. So I have total faith that you're going to be able to do this. You know, look ahead. How many more days do you think you need the pull-up? Well, if you give how many more days, I would say maybe say like, do you want to use, you know, should we keep three pull-ups or five pull-ups? You decide, right? And then after the pull-ups are gone, we're going to use the potty. You know, what times of day do you want to use the potty? How, what is a special word we can use when it's time for the potty? So as much opportunity you have to give them the power and, and help them to recognize that it's really the ball is in their court, the more cooperative they're going to be. All right. It is also important, you know, all of these things are help are helpful when, um, you know, when there's no medical stuff going on or any history of sexual abuse. Both of those things can get in the way. So if your child is on the older end, uh, make sure that you talk to a pediatrician about it. Now, what the reader or what the listener wrote in about um, about peeing on the carpet and the pediatrician say, oh, saying, oh, that was, you know, she knows better, so that deserves a timeout. Um, hallelujah that the listener said, we don't do timeouts because it's not her fault. I mean, yes, she might know it's not okay to use the potty, but if she's hurting, if she is feeling um, disconnected from mom and dad, if she's feeling like this whole potty training thing is now more important than she is, that is painful, that hurts, and and hurt kids hurt. And a great way to hurt mom and dad is to do something that that they know isn't okay, right? So it's not being naughty. We got to look under the surface of the behavior, right? Right Under, you know, we, instead of the tip of the iceberg, we need to look underneath the water, underneath the surface. And under the surface is um, is a child who perhaps feels disconnected or unheard or um, as though, you know, she doesn't matter. And so if we connect with the child at that place and help her to develop that sense of significance and, and reconnect with her, what you'll find is the behavior like peeing on the carpet takes care of itself. Whereas a timeout for that is just going to further distance the child from the parent. All right? So... Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's all I have on the potty training. Um, making sure. Let me see. I'm just. I've got all my books out here. Um, and I had great feedback from some of my some of my people, some of my community, um, around this issue, and really the same kinds of things that came up is um, is are the things that I said. Oh my gosh, that sounded really <laughs> confusing. I'm looking at a book and talking at the same time. So yeah, so there you go. Be patient, be kind, be connected, be light. I think that's so important. Recognize when you're in the power struggle and know that this too shall pass. You know, right now you might be dealing with a two-year-old or a three-year-old that doesn't want to use the potty and one day you'll be using, you'll be having... You know, looking at a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old and who knows what the challenges will be then, right? <laughs> but not to worry, not to worry because you know where to come for support. You're not alone on the journey, my friends. We've all been through it before. There's so much wisdom in our community, so don't be afraid to reach out. If you haven't already joined us on the Live in Love with Joyful Courage page, I invite you to jump in there. It's a it's a thriving community of parents who are reaching out and supporting each other. I am also on uh, Facebook. Just Joyful Courage has a business page. You can find Joyful underscore Courage on Instagram, and I am at Joyful Courage on Twitter. So please stay in touch. Stay in touch. I would love to hear from you, and maybe you have a question or a scenario that you'd like me to dig into on the next Ask Casey episode. I do these episodes usually once a month. So if there's something that you would like to bring up and like to hear me talk about, uh, send it my way. You can always get in touch with me at Casey at JoyfulCourage.com. Casey at JoyfulCourage.com. And please, I have a whole new design on my website. So go check out my website. I gave it a little facelift. www.JoyfulCourage.com www.joyfulcourage.com. Big, huge love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful weekend. Until next time. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 